was introduced to this suppressor, the Zenith. And what immediately attracted me to it was the muzzle brake. I thought it was really clever. Casts a lot of light. I mean, you probably won't be able to tell entirely when you're in here, but you know, I mean, it, no, it that's casts- good in the dark. 21 bucks. Like it's, it's the best $21 I spent on my deer season this I, year. I knew I wasn't going to get out of this podcast without spending some money. Luckily, this one's not, not too good, big. Yeah. Yet. What is up, everybody? We've got a pretty full house today. I've got Mr. Ryan Muckenhern to my right, not across from me today. This is quite a chair. But across from me, I have Mr. Mike Griffin. We generally find him down at Vortex Edge. We have Tucker Schmidt and uh, Mr. Eric Barber. And uh, you're going to recognize a couple familiar faces from a podcast we did last year. We've got some new faces. And uh, this is, well, right now, if you're listening, well, I guess you'd be listening at any time. But right now, for us, it's 2024. Just barely. But this is the 2023 Gear in Review, where we all brought some uh, neat items that we got to use this last year. It's not necessarily a new item in 2023. It's just maybe a new-to-us item that we used. Um, Reviews are a big deal, guys. When selecting a product, reviews are extremely powerful. But nothing like bugs me more when I'm going through reviews. I'm trying to make a purchase decision, and it's five star review, and then the person mm. follows that with "haven't used it yet." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, why did you? That was why? the ten percent off coupon to leave yeah. a review. Yeah, if yep. it was five stars. So yeah. that's not what we're doing here no. because we've used all these products, and I feel like uh, they're vetted to a level where we uh, can provide uh, a level of endorsement. Deal. There, I said it. This out I there. dig it. I have an admission. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Here it comes. Um, <laughs> Do we need to go off air for this? We know, no. we know it's coming. This... <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> I'll see myself out. Honest, honest oh, moment here. Preamble. Wrap. <laughs> you know what, though, Ryan? Five stars. <laughs> 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 We've used their other actions, and they are great. You are, I find you at a level of of knowledge and expertise that you can spot a fine item, and I trust your judgment on this. Deal. Did he say Spotify? That that was an audible. Spotify. (laughs) I don't understand. Spot a fine. Oh, spot a fine. I understand. Three words. I I thought you said Spotify. Yeah. I do have Spotify. I feel like that's not- It's a good app. It's a good app. Not many people use it, though. Apple Music, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Do you have to pay for that. Spotify? No, it's free. No, it's free. If, if you I like ads, it. it's free. Yeah. I pay for Spotify. I don't like ads. I endure the ads. Yeah. There's mm. a difference. You don't listen to anything but AM radio. No, mm. I listen. Actually, I did get into Boardman's truck the other night, and there was um, kind of a modern rock station on. Okay. But typically, you get into the- AM. Oh, yeah. Every time. Are you kidding me? No, you get into his truck, it's like, <laughs> when are we just gone up another 2%? <laughs> you always do that. <laughs> I didn't know anybody listened to that. <laughs> and the local we found board him. is voting on a new lunch menu item. <laughs> Every single time. <laughs> and then he pulls up and he's like drinking his coffee. Out of the mug. And he's like listening. He's like, good. Winter wheat is up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's good knowledge to have. You might That could be useful. Hmm. It's fantastic. It, it, is, wait, it is the all-American dad radio. Oh, yeah. I've like, been waiting good my stuff. whole life to find a guy to listen to AM radio. We got to do another podcast on that. Yeah. You, hey, you're not going to get that. 
type of information on mainstream FM radio. That's the stuff they don't want you to know. That's right. right. (laughs) Breaking news, Taylor Swift at Chiefs game. (laughs) That's not on AM. That's an FM. That's an FM thing. Should we talk about gear? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's what we're doing. Five stars. Yep. Uh, I think we'll go uh, clockwise from me. I'll use myself as I guess the whatever the what number edge are you? you're the, the true north. I'm gonna be. I will go last. So you're you're twelve. I don't. know. We'll start with Mike. <laughs> Boom. Okay. Make that you easy. want you want all three or we? Yeah, let's go through all three. The and the and kind of the 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 why behind them. Okay. All right. So uh, in no particular order, Kestrel shot timer, actually new for this year. It. Um, so in the past, I've used a variety of timers. All of them have their, you know, positives and, and weaknesses. The nice thing about this one is it's got a pretty solid warranty, five-year warranty, which is kind of unheard of for timers. Timers have a tendency to, you know, get thrown around the range. Dropped, lost, dropped. Rain. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So weather and being dropped are the things that kills them. The other thing that is kind of a hassle with the majority of other timers is the user interface, the, the graphic, like, menu. And this one's pretty awesome. So you can look at like all the different options that you want to, you know, run through as far as like um, part times and delays and those sorts of things all in one uh, main screen. And then um, if you've ever used a Kestrel before, it has a very similar layout of buttonology and menu. So uh, it also has presets, which is not unique to the Kestrel, but the layout is generally easier to use. So I can have like a preset for dry fire. I can have a preset if I'm teaching by myself so that I have to like run my timer for myself on a delay, or I can have a preset that is set up. So, you know, it's instant where I'm running a student or another shooter and, um, you know, I can, uh, have that instant feedback with no part time and high tone. I think it's also probably the loudest timer I've ever used. Can we get a you want you want to yeah, hear it? So also it has um, like the set like yeah I agree that thing is five stars uh, yeah so for sure uh, that's my preset yep uh, all right stand by oh, yeah, yeah. that thing's got some pop yeah. yeah so like if you're using it for yourself on the range just you uh, you know practicing live fire medium is fine high is honestly I've had people like you know blast me in the ear with it and, oh, it's, and right. it's not it's like it was funny the first time after that it's like <laughs> that kind of hurts like that like that's loud like but you, you, need always, ear you always get that deaf guy that's like make sure you put it right up to yeah, my ear I, yeah this you know? is not a problem like that's you can run problem. an entire line of people and nobody is like did the tone go i didn't hear it i'm just shooting because the guy next to me is shooting like everybody on the line should hear this one it also has a very quiet setting that you can use for dry fire so that your spouse doesn't murder you. Uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, in the house. <laughs> that thing, like, it's like they took the guts out of the uh, uh, smoke detectors that are always going off. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And somehow lengthened the tone. It, it, it also has two screens. So you can, you can look at it like I generally – thing that was different is getting away from having a timer that has a button on the side. Like, you know, that's what I'm accustomed to. But now it's just like, okay, you know, hold like this. Uh, but you can also uh, look at the screen this way and review stuff. So um, I'm pretty happy with it overall. It's uh, It's been a good addition. One other cool thing about that, too, is like all the strings that you can see in one, right? Rather than going through oh, shot yeah, to yeah. shot, it will display so the whole string, right? If I hit, well, not only will it display the whole string, 
string, but I don't know what the limit is. I have currently 51 strings. There's no limit. We'll go no of, limit. Of information in there. <laughs> and so if I were to shoot the same drill repetitively or multiple people shoot the same drill repetitively, I can go through and look at all of your splits in comparison. As long as you don't, you know, like shoot something Comstock and you threw an extra round in there or whatever, right? Like I can look at what your draw time is compared to the next guy, et cetera. Yeah, um, I haven't seen that feature on any other timer. I'm not saying it's not out there, but that was the first time I'd seen yeah. it. The other thing, which um, like you can add to cart and it's it'll be at your house in less than a week. So, you know, when you look at like all the different timers that are in my collection of timers, um, the one that comes closest to it has a pretty long lead time to get uh you know access to it but like this is kind of everything substantial warranty it's weatherproof you know it's got a an awesome menu um, it's loud you know it has a lot of presets all those sorts of things and also i guess the screen is really set up for like you can click it on your pocket and then look at the top screen you can look down hmm, on the cool. uh, yeah. info instead of having to like you know change the yeah, position sure. of the thing so um, I used to put my CED inside of a mag pouch. Yeah. And then I'd have a to little fish, Kydex fish it out of there and then look at the screen and then put it back in. Yeah. So it I've only had it for maybe a couple of months because they are relatively new to the market. But so far, I've been pretty happy with it. Um, that's item number one. I like that it's brightly colored. Yeah. You're not going to lose yeah. it. You can True. lose a CED. Yeah. Yeah, black. you can. Yep. yep. And they're this big. And they're tiny. Yep. Well, and what's funny is... I got this as a result of losing my Pro Timer 2 or what are Pocket Pro 2, whatever oh, the, the, blue the old ones. blue ones. Yeah. yeah. So if anybody sees a Pocket Pro 2 with a little piece of tape that says <laughs> the Neuralizer <laughs> on the front of it, that's mine. I'd like to, I'd like to get it back. Dude, that's like losing a Game Boy Color. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. That's funny. It's like, so, I still have a Pocket Pro, not going to lie. Yeah. But, At this point, I have a pretty good collection of them. So. Sweet. Um. Next is the Surefire Stiletto Pro, I believe. Yeah. They have a model that's very similar to this. It's made out of polymer. This one's made out of aluminum. I don't know the, the specs on the other one. This one, up to 1,000 lumens, rechargeable. It's got a um, low, medium, high on one button, and then the rear button just gives you you know full power. Programmable button, so you have a couple of choices of what the rear button does and a couple of choices of what the... Uh, like non-tactical button does. Big thing for me is it's rechargeable. So uh, Ryan and I were actually talking about this yesterday. The There's some things I don't care about being rechargeable, like the ability to hot swap batteries in the field is super important. You know, if I'm going to be using something for potentially like 10, 20 plus hours, I need to be able to swap the battery out. But for something like this, it's a great everyday light where if I get home and I think like, oh, I used my light a bunch today, I can just plug it in, top it off. And I don't, I'm not like throwing away batteries. I'm also not like, uh, I don't know if I have a full charge or not. So let me swap the, you know, batteries out. And then I've got these batteries that I have no idea how much is left in them. I can just top it off and I'm back to hundred percent. So how it, long does that thing go for? Do you know? So the low output is like 20 some hours. Oh, wow. That's the high good. output is, I think, an hour and a half. Okay. Okay. So, and it has a little battery gauge on it. So you oh, hit that cool. button and uh, it gives you a little green light Got or uh, some other color. Um, that's also how you program it. So if you want to change the uh, button, you know, performance, you can, you can use that button. Marco, so, Marco and I were just talking about lights the other day. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, you remember the, remember the E2L outdoorsman? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was 45 executive. lemons. 45. Yeah, 45. Lemons. And, it was, wow. and it was incandescent. Wow. Oh, my yeah. God. And so to think you hold a thousand lumen solution in your hand now. Yeah. 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 It's like when I got that light, I felt like I felt. I felt a certain kind of way. <laughs> I was like, I have a $200 flashlight. I lost first one. Yeah. <laughs> it's in South yeah. Dakota. So I had a uh, Surefire Aviator. Oh, yeah. Which, Marco you know, had one of them, too. It was the cluster of LEDs yeah. around the incandescent light. Yeah. And I feel like that was maybe kind of the predecessor to this guy. Because sure. you got low output and you got the high output. But I, I had, no, it, it's white only. You could, I think you could, the aviator I had was red and white, but I think you could get that in white and white. My, and, my aviator was red, green, oh. and white. Where, where did that light go? Uh, it's missing in action right now, but I think it is in my house. That's good. <laughs> There's a downward yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is going to be a Christmas when you find that. Oh, uh, well, I've lost it like four times. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, that's why I'm just, I'm like, yeah, it'll turn yeah. up again. You get like four Christmases out of it. Yeah. Uh, very unique shape to this light. Yeah, so it sits kind of flat in your pocket. I would say it takes a little getting used to. Like, I don't know. I've reprogrammed it, and I'm trying out the different setup. So right now I've got it set up where you press the the you know tail cap button and it um, stays on, and then you have to press it again to turn it off. The other alternative is it's momentary, and if you tap it a handful of times, it'll give you a strobe, which I don't really care about. But um, I like the having the option of constant. Kind of always at the with ready. The, with the tail cap. Yeah. Yeah. Can you replace the rechargeable battery that's in there? I don't think so. Okay. I mean, there's obviously hardware that, you know, it's got fasteners that are exposed. That, you know, I guess you could crack it open, but I haven't seen anybody um, describe the process of so replacing. So manufacturer would probably... Yeah. Sure, lean, lean you away from wouldn't that. want you to do got that, it. but I guess if you send it into them and you're like, oh man, you know, I, this is it a works. right, yeah, very important light to me. Can you swap the battery out? Maybe they would do it. Disco yeah. mode. Oh, uh, so I have it programmed so it won't do no, no disco mode. Yeah, I can okay. change it if you want to. No, that's all right. Out. I thought it was pretty neat. I'm looking here and there's two threaded um, inserts that are exposed. And I was like, I wonder what those are for. It's to reverse the yep. clips. You can go to hat mode. That's pretty. Cool. Oh, sure. Yeah, I dig it though. Huh. I like that. That is sweet. So, you know, I've... Yeah, what does that thing weigh, you think? Pretty big, I, You right? know, I didn't look up the specs. It's not terribly heavy yeah. when you compare it to, like, a two-cell, you know, standard Surefire Light or Streamlight, whatever your brand of choice is. It's a little bit bigger. Like, I used to carry a single-cell light from Streamlight as my kind of everyday light. And it's a little bit more noticeable in the pocket than that, but I feel like I go through fewer batteries, obviously, you know, I just have to recharge that. Um, whereas with the Streamlight, you know, I would go through a 123, particularly if I was traveling, because I don't always carry spare 123s with me when I'm traveling. I would burn through the 123, and then I would have to find, like, a AA that I could, you know, stick in it. That was one advantage of the Streamlight that I had. Whereas with this, it's just like, okay, you know, I used it a bunch throughout the day, plug it in, and it's good to go, so... Yeah, I like I like the idea of the rechargeable flashlight. That, yeah, well, that's definitely. I thought about like, that. That's yeah. clever for an EDC type thing. Like you said, yeah. just you top it off. It's like it's like you treat it like your cell phone. Yeah, right. You know, very cool. Yep. And then the last item is actually two items. I broke the rules of three items. That's is, okay. Is um, 
the uh, our new tripod, uh, and then baby, back. the the baby razor. Yep. So, um, I in the past, you know, when we would go out and have uh, when our outdoor season would start, we have lots of gear that we have to take out to the range, set up, be able to support, uh, you know, spotting for students, spotting for demos and things like that. And so it was always like, you know, one of our large uh, carbon tripods and one of our large razor uh, optics. And it's, you know, it's like those are very capable um, independently. Together, they're a little bit heavy for what I needed. And so when I first saw this, I was like, okay, like for one, I really like, the ball head on this because yep, I can just throw a lever and I can pan around, you know, I can make adjustments, dial in on a target, that sort of thing. And it's pretty simple. I also have a lot of range of motion on that ball head and, and it's, you know, just very helpful for me. Then, you know, the, the baby razor is obviously a step up from our old 11, uh, 33, to 33, yeah. uh, power, you know, razor, uh, spotting scope and, uh, I've just been super impressed with it and the combination together. I think I weighed it once. This is actually, this, um, combo is lighter than our standard, uh, radiant tripod, radiant tripod, wow. you know, together. Mm-hmm. So if you like, I don't know, I just, I think it's a pretty awesome Man, setup. It's, it's so funny that you brought, I, I almost brought that exact setup. Yeah. <laughs> um, because Which it I, seems on the surface to me like an unlikely setup i mean this is a pretty robust tripod and then you got you know the the razor 13 to 39 so and and i bought that 13 to 39 before i got the switchback yep and uh i had the 13 to 39 with our um lightweight uh the summit carbon. summit carbon tripod and thought man that's like a match made in heaven i'll never use that spotter without that but on that re- that Nebraska uh, oh, right. hunt that I was on, I actually shot off that thing. Did yeah. you really? Yeah. That's really sweet. That's where the money. So, at. like, for if I was going on like a South Dakota mule deer hunt, I've been thinking about this a bunch because I should draw South Dakota next year. I'm gonna bring that exact setup, and then just have my gun ready to go. So when I spot something using the uh, spotter, I can just swap just like you did there. Boom, get on the gun. Yeah, yeah. And you're ready to go. Yeah. So you got one system that does two things now versus like having a redundant pair of shooting sticks or something, and you're getting a much better hold on that than you are any shooting sticks. Yeah, like that yeah. thing is money. For how big that tripod appears to be, it's actually very, very light. Yeah. Uh, yeah for like the four, size and 4. stability. 4.3. Yeah. yeah it, it really is surprising how light it actually weighs. And I've traveled a lot shooting matches and various things and i've switched to that one for one like the circumference is a lot smaller mm-hmm. um and again the weight obviously is a big, big yeah. factor and you usually shoot pretty heavy weight rifles right yeah yeah if uh i mean typically i don't shoot off the tripod but it is nice to have that option and if you do need to especially in a hunting situation yeah. with a you know, medium to light gun like that is more than capable of, of yeah. getting you yeah. stable and you know, rear support. And that's in a, the biggest, in a, yeah. In a match, like, 100%. it's great. You don't need as heavy of a tripod, right? you know, for, for that task, right? Correct. And so, yeah, I mean, it's been a great, like, I've used it at a couple of matches, either to spot off of or for rear support, and it's been great. I've used it in our Hunter's Marksmanship class uh, to shoot off of, and I've been super happy with it. And then using it, you know, as a spotter system, uh, you know, it, it has been great. 
Yeah, the only so that that versus the radian, like the downside would be like Mike saying as a rear support. Once you get down onto those lower legs, you do notice a little more wobble in there than you would with that bigger radian yeah. tripod. So there, there's still a place for that one, but for weight and if you're worried about weight and what you're carrying, that thing knocks it out of the park. So, well, and I, I will say like shooting off of it, you do give up a, like a initially. Bit. I was like, I don't know what, if I need a radian anymore. Right. And then at the more I shot off of it, I was like, there's a there difference. is definitely a little more, yeah. a little more play in it. But it's one of those things you got to balance. Like how much gear do I want right. to carry? Right. Mm-hmm. And you know, is it, do I need that level of stability for the weight gun that I'm shooting and the right. target distance and difficulty? My favorite thing about this pod is the secret menu item yeah. on it where you can pull the head off <laughs> yeah, and then you can put our like universal adapter on there and you can put any pan head, you could put any accessory you wanted on there. Um, and the, like the, the thing is a system. Uh, and, and you hardly know it when you look at it. Wait, or just throw a bag on top I, of it. I think sure. I just no. learned something. We have an attachment that fits in there. Yeah. <laughs> I did not yeah. know that. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm yeah. not the only one. We yeah. gotta, I haven't so, seen that. Yeah. So it's a... It's a it's not puck. talked about. Secret menu item. We got a video. We'll drop it in the comment. There you go. In the yeah. link below. Little puck. It's got a uh, three-ace and a quarter twenty. Okay, screw stick. Gotcha. Yep. Okay. And drop it on, and then any attachment that you want. Yeah. yeah. I did not know that existed. Same. Yeah. Yeah, Secret check out the item. description. It'll be in the description. That's cool. That is a, that is a pretty sweet Un- combo. Yeah. Under secret menu. Yeah. Click for secret menu only. I like it. Yeah, that's, cool. that's three good items, Mike. Yeah, agree. So real so quick, I've just been to super re- happy with just, this. Just to re- so we got the switchback, switchback carbon tripod, the the Razer HD thirteen to thirty nine spotting silk, which we often call the baby Razer. The flashlight was surefire. Uh, the Surefire Stiletto Pro. And then the timer. Kestrel timer. So okay. Kestrel only makes one timer uh, at this time, but it's the KST-1000 is their model. Cool. Tucker. I'm up. You are up. So I got a couple things. Uh, two. I didn't follow the rules either, so I used it's his. It's more of a guide. I used his fourth thing as my third, so yeah. we're on one. So this year, actually it was prior, maybe late 2022, I I found this like modular pack system. It probably still has some goodies in here. Cause it, oh, yeah. There, yeah, yeah, there we are. Now, don't forget. <laughs> don't forget That'll the dude wipes. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you can tell it was used. Are those, <laughs> are those the cooling ones? Uh, I haven't gone that far. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just staying clean for now. Those add an ounce and a half, the, the minty flavor. So. Well worth it. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, what it is uh, at its core, it's a mainframe backpack. Uh, no secret, no surprise. But the cool thing that Everly Stock did, and I'm not sure if it's uh, you know, unique to them or not, but they got the zippers that come down, uh, and I can have, you know, however many packs I want basically in one. So the 5,000, the 2,500, which is this one, or sometimes you can like just for a whitetail saddle style hunt, I could even just put uh, one or two of these to it, you know, and stuff the saddle inside, uh, very lightweight, uh, system. So the mainframe, you know, is just that you buy that separately and then you can kind of buy pick and choose whatever packs then you do want to add to it. Uh, as a whole, it's it's a pretty light package. I think roughly the the Vapor series are a pound, pound and a half, uh, depending on the one you get. And then the mainframe's obviously a little bit over that because it is aluminum frame, but super comfortable. Uh, works well under load load bearing. I know they did a a video where they put thirteen hundred pounds in one. Jeez. And uh, wow. I don't know who's carrying that much, but not not myself. No. <laughs> so, so yeah, did some Colorado hunting this year twice, and uh, it's just a great all around pack whether you're camping or just day 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 hunting. So. I've uh, I've been pumped on it. I like it. Yeah, that thing is sweet. Have you uh, so so does this serve as kind of like your your uh, 
load support then? Yep, yep, it does. And then, you know, obviously if you're, if you're carrying weight, you can unzip, back the yeah. pack off, stick That's the meat cool. in between. The shelf will kind of support the weight. Gotcha. And then they give you a ton of different straps and pieces that you can plug in and, and zip down if, yeah. uh, if you have different, you know, variable loads and, and whatnot. I always like those, like, stretchy pockets too because, like, if you do fill it to the brim, you got a little bit of play right. there. <laughs> yeah, which, which often happens. Yeah. You know, you every have to sit on it. Like, right, exactly. Right. Yeah, everything that you're that you're going in and out of the pack for typically goes into that pocket. Yeah. And then I actually have like a lid for it uh, too that, you know, gives you like phone keys, whatever yeah. kind of stuff you may want to just stuff in there before you go. But but yeah, it's been great. Uh, I like the lightweight and the adjustability. Uh, it's really been really been good for me. So super cool. It makes a ton of sense for like a saddle pack too, like you were saying. That's right. Like, just a couple of, I think yeah. they call these the bat wing and they're very small, just enough for, you know, essentials and then the saddle, the platform and everything will kind of go underneath that. Mm-hmm. That's super cool. But yeah, it's been good. Nice. Next one. Dude wipes. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next thing, shameless plug, uh, Vortex Impact 4000. This is something we yeah. released uh, just a short time ago. Uh, if you're a rifleman of any type, this is kind of a cheat code to the whole thing. I know we've done podcasts on it and we have a ton of videos out, but new to me, uh, new to Vortex. Uh, so it's been great, right? What it is at its core, if you haven't seen those other videos, is a weapons mounted rangefinder with ballistic solver. So from the time you can locate a target inside of your rifle scope, range it, get a data to shot is really just a couple seconds, if that, once you kind of practice a little bit uh, whether that be target shooting or hunting they kind of work in both uh both environments anytime you have unknown yardage it's really been a, a really cool thing that the engineers kind of put together then uh, one of the at least to me the fact that you're using your rifle scope you yeah. know oftentimes a higher mag optic like i, I and i use the like the razor um gb 4000 a yeah. lot in fact that, that's probably like my go-to right yeah but being able to use your rifle scope as the optic and your reticle to know that you're getting that absolute pinpoint range. Right. Um, yeah. And this, like you said, and you're shaving time. And I mean, there's all a lot of, of it. assets. So there. a lot of the, like you said, but you're using your rifle scope. Typically, if you're aiming with a rifle versus holding a handheld, you're going to get a lot more stable before you go to range a target, which mm-hmm. if you've ever used a rangefinder, like you can range the wrong thing. Uh, so that does help with that. Um, not to mention, a lot of times the glass in the scope is going to be a little better than whatever you're spotting right. with. Uh, and then if you see it in this rifle scope, all you have to do is push a button, look up, look down, and you're ready to go. You don't have to go grab your binos or your rangefinder yeah. and get back in. So it really does offer a, a time, you know, saving solution to hunting or, or target shooting. Yeah, I definitely think about that from the hunting side, like the ability of not like having to come off the gun. You know, like if you're if you're hunting, you know, mule deer, rutting mule deer during during the rut, and they're moving all over the place. A lot of times, just that dif- difference of like going to your rangefinder and then back to your 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 rifle, like they can be yep. in and out of a lane, yep. and right. you, it's over. Well, then you, you know? go to you know you put down the right or your binos to find your rifle scope. You're like, wait, where the hell was it? You know, right. it can be hiding behind X bush. Plus, they all blend into the background, so yep, uh, it really kind of saves mm-hmm. some of that as well. So you know, like you said, or you've got animals that are you know even if you have the opportunity to rearrange you might have to be like okay yep you know let's say uh 430 yards right and you get down on the gun you're like oh god he moved, he okay. moved again <laughs> yeah <laughs> yep. right 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 so it really does uh streamline that process helps eliminate errors not to mention like the data and that thing is on board uh so it will give you a weather solution right where you're sitting rather than the nearest airport or, or whatever so a lot of a lot of pros very little cons um so it's been a great piece of kit for me sweet
I dig it. Is that it? That's that's what I got. Unless you want to get into the. Those are two heavy hitters. If we have time, we'll circle back. Yeah. To okay, that. We'll yeah. circle back, Mr. Yeah. Eric. So I got I got three things here, and they're all part of my my whitetail kit. Um, I guess starting off, the one I use probably the most is my. This is a new to me saw this year. I had a wicked uh, tree gear saw mm-hmm. from. Um, you know, back in the days of Todd Prignitz running that that company, I actually bought it from Todd at a trade show back in like 2015, and it's like my most yep. sentimental saw. And I never thought I'd replace it, but this year I did for this outdoor edge flip and zip saw. Um, I was hunting with a buddy, and I said, "Man, this wicked saw is the best saw I ever made." He's like, "Well, let me show you this." <laughs> and he pulled this thing out. And what I love about it is it's 2.6 ounces, so it weighs nothing. It's like a pencil. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it's light. And it's so it folds like totally flat. Like when you look at it, you know, your cell phone has a higher profile in it, so you can stuff it in that front zippered portion of like the glass pack, mm-hmm. and it goes in there. So think about when you need your uh, when you need your thoughts. So if you're going up and down a tree or something like that, well, you don't want to have to. Rarely do you have your backpack, and if you do, your backpack is on your back. Well, now you got to like fish into your pack, get your saw, whatever. Or you would have had to like taken your saw out ahead of time, put it in a pocket. And now it's catching on stuff as you're going up the tree. This thing sits right in that front pouch of your glass pack as you're going up the tree. It's like boom, I need to cut that limb, zip in. Cut it off. Flip. And flip and zip. Then zip. Flip and zip. <laughs> and it, it's it's awesome. So I threw a little bit of, uh, um, if there is one knock on it. A little this slippery. Is, it's, a, it's slippery. It's, it's like a very smooth metal finish on it. So I just took some hockey tape and taped it up to make it a little bit more tacky. Also cuts down on the, the tinginess of it sure. being a metal on metal thing. Um, so it's a sweet little, it's 20 one dollars at shields like it's an awesome nice. sweet little saw i like, also have that saw and i was checking your tape out because yeah. i've tried to pull multiple times and zoop, slip out it is a little bit slick so yeah. i'm gonna steal your uh, hockey tape the hockey there. tape thing is is uh, a cool one too because i mean even like we talked about uh earlier if there is off air like if you ever need tape you got it right on your saw Deal you know so that. you can just kind of use it for something nice so the uh i mean so i've got a, a wicked saw too actually you know and got it from todd back in the day yep um and it's a great saw but also like looking at that you know comparatively like the level of weight and bulk that yeah. that has and and giving you know other saws a little credit maybe the blades a little bit longer but that wicked saw you're cutting through literally anything yeah like this, this I, you is know, like inch and a half or small yeah, yeah yeah you're not you're not limbing a tree with like six inch limbs on this thing although i did have to get into one that was fairly substantial and it worked, <laughs> and it worked. <laughs> <laughs> on private land of course yeah um, absolutely <laughs> So yeah, that's the that's the outdoor edge flip and zip twenty one bucks. Like it's it's the best twenty one dollars I spent on my deer season this I, year. I knew I wasn't going to get out of this podcast without spending some money. Luckily, this one's not not too Good. big. Yeah, it. yeah, absolutely. You know they have a lot of things. All their detachable knives. I forget exactly what yeah, the name is. Yeah, yeah. I know. I mean, they're twenty thirty bucks. I mean, I can't tell you how many deer I cut up this year with. Uh, Twenty dollar knife, seriously, and it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I think that actually even comes in a kit. Like you can buy the whole like outdoor edge kit, and it comes oh. with take yeah. that off, put a new blade. Ah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty clever. Yeah, it's cool. 
I'm a, I'm a huge fan of it. Like it was something that I added this year that I didn't expect to be as excited as I am. And like, it is of all the things that's the one I'm most jacked up about. I love, um, I generally like hunt the same pants a lot because I keep a ton of stuff in my side pockets, uh, including my saw. I switched pants. I can't remember what happened. I got them dirty or bloody or something. I can't Soiled remember. Them. Soiled them. Yeah, saw a big duck. <laughs> <laughs> Dude wipes. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> got to have those with yeah. Um, And then I got, and I, oh, I didn't have my saw with yeah. me. So, like, the ability to have it stay in your bino harness, which it fits I always perfectly. have, um, and just have that be part of that standard kit, it would be... Yeah. Yeah, I'm liking that. Just like Eric said, it fits so nicely right in that front little zipper pouch. I mean, it's just yeah. like built for it. It's, it's perfect. Yeah, it's like uh, the slightly thinner than a vanilla wafer. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> perfect. That's a, it's a great analogy. <laughs> Americans will use anything. Yeah, it's a metric system. <laughs> <laughs> it's one vanilla wafer thing. Yeah, it's one full wafer. Uh, we would be like hilarious. we would be more likely to standardize the, the vanilla <laughs> yeah. wafer yeah. than yeah. the metric system. Yeah, that's true. What else you got, Eric? Uh, so the next one, this has been going on, I think, my third year of using these, and I freaking dig them. They are, and, and a lot of brands make these. Oh, those are the zip-offs. Yeah, so these are uh, First Light's 350 weight furnace long johns. So they're 350 long john. Wow. What's the cheat code on these is their zip-off. Wow. So what I really like about them is, like, you get into the rut, you get into, you know, early November, it's cold. A lot of times the places I'm hunting, I'm walking in quite a ways to get there. Mm-hmm. And I want to go in cold because I don't want to get super sweated up. And I absolutely hate taking my boots off uh, once I get to the that's tree. That's the worst, yeah. So this gives you the ability to drop, it, whether it's like it's your bibs or even just a pair of like warmer pants. Like you can just drop them to your ankles. You got your- uh, ah, That's um, cool. Yeah, usually you have like a lightweight pair of long johns on underneath. You throw these on over the top of that zip them up on the side um you're you're ready to go and you're uh the the other Mm. thing by putting them on immediately um like when once you get to the tree that is when you're at your warmest yeah so you put them on you trap all that body heat you're taking advantage of like exerting that energy on the way in you've worked up a a sweat you're a little warm and you might not think like oh man i'm I'm hot right now i don't actually need them put them on right then and there one it's going to save you the hassle in an hour and a half when you do cool off you got to get down and do it and then that's when the buck comes by and two you're trapping that body heat and you're just going to stay a lot warmer um, and I really like that they are three-quarter Cap, length. Yeah. Yes. That way you don't get in the way of the boots. Exactly, yep. exactly. And, you know, when, you're, huh. when you drop your pants down, you got that extra bit bunched up kind of around your ankles. Right. I also wear a mid-calf sock, so you got that covered anyway. Yeah. And it's just something that uh, – so are you wearing thinner ones underneath this too, like cold days, obviously? On cold days, yeah. Huh. Yep. On on more mild days, I'll just throw these in the backpack and just wear, uh, you know, just Your my, my boxers underneath, yeah. Okay. Yep. I may so, have to get a pair of those. That's a nice, that's cool. I haven't seen those before. They're sweet. That 350 weight is awesome because there's, I mean, you can take them on and off in, in a minute. Wow. And, uh, you know, even for like turkey hunting, if you're going into a spot and you're like, hey, I'm going to give it, you know. Uh, I'm going to set up here for an hour and a half, run in, put these things on, set up, be comfortable, you know, bird gobbles on the next ridge, boom, rip them off. You're going. It's not, not an extra deal. You can put these nice. on and off in the same amount of time it takes you to take your glass pack on and off. Wow. Like it's, it's sweet. Okay. You sold me. I think you'll yep. know. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, 
the Argali High Country Pack of Game Bags. This is my fourth year using this exact pack. I've taken these things to Alaska. I've taken them whitetail hunting all over the place, pack deer out of all kinds of stuff. And before that, I always used the, the God, I'm blanking on the brand. They were like $15. I bought them on Amazon. Were they, I, were they like... Uh cheesecloth there's like the cheesecloth rolled up yes game exactly. bags of alaska yes that's it that's yep. it and i i i always tried to reuse those so i would wash them yeah and then and you you can do it like it can be done and i would actually uh uh well would you look at that there we go you got good taste Heck my friend yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i was like that looks like the one i have that's it and and i mean these things you can wash them you reuse them it's like it's like they're made of some magic coating you get them absolutely covered in blood and all of a sudden like a raindrop hits them and they're clean yep. like it's ridiculous um clean up really nice i've honestly just been throwing them I, i'll throw them in like our stationary sink with some uh some like scent free detergent yep. run it through there and then i'll actually just throw them through our, our uh washing machine and dryer and they are ready to rock that being said they're not 15 bucks though so. yeah they are pricier a I little think these, more 60 yeah. bucks maybe Is yeah 60 yeah. 80 somewhere in there but man to get game bags that like I mean, these things have a lot of life in them yet. Oh, and they're I've, super durable, too. Yeah. 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 The other thing about them, too, is uh, the reflective coating on them was something that I kind of like, I'm like, okay, cool. Like, when am I ever going to really need that? Last year, I shot a buck <laughs> in Illinois, That's, and, I, and I, I forgot to drop a pin on him, like, after I killed him, and I knew, like, roughly where he was. I knew he was in, like, the far northeast corner of this property, and I'm walking in, and I'm like, crap, I don't have, like, him, like, exactly <laughs> marked. It's pitch. It's, like, 1130 at night. Pull out my flashlight, and I'm, like, shining, and I'm thinking I'm on the ridge, and all of a sudden, the ridge over just lights up, and I can see him plain wow. as day hanging from the tree. So now like, you're a believer. Yeah. That makes so sense. That's, the, the, that's a little, like, overlooked feature that is actually, like, adds a lot of value. For sure. Even if you've got, you know, got them hanging next to camp, and you're kind of, like, walking around your camp, you know, you can see it better with your headlamp yep. and you know you're not going to bump into it or something like that but yeah i've been running those the last few years too eric and i just yeah i can't can't say enough good things about them super lightweight yeah super durable like Top deceivingly um you don't think that you don't think they would be as tough as they are yeah no um, yeah like they're said, very got, light you got the reflective cord they clean up it you know you get get the big meat chunks and fat off and throw them in the throw them in the washer and off you go yeah yeah, so th this one has some of the reflective worn off. This is this is these are very heavily Care used. Careful with your saw. Oh yeah, very heavily used. But uh, yeah, they they're they're tough. Um, they clean up awesome. I mean, they they just they do everything that you want your game bag to do. So I think it was this size. Um, we killed that bull this year, and it wasn't a. It was like a probably two year old bull. I think like that it was a four point. Um, but uh, actually, like a, I think a hindquarter, like mostly fit yeah. in this bag. Which I mean, there was some sticking out, but it bone, actually bone in. Yeah, bone yeah. in. Yeah, I was I was shocked. It, it she was uh, it was loaded to the gills, and there was some uh, yeah spillover. Yeah. But, right. Uh, you got it home. It was good enough. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> well, and and like you said, Mark, on how light they are. Like I just keep them in my pack, even if I am just like day hunting and like let's say I'm whitetail hunting on a place where I can drive a truck to, to where I shot the buck. So, for example, the buck I killed in Nebraska this year, 
um, was on a little piece of private that we actually had access to like bring a vehicle in if we shot the, shot a deer, blah, 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 which was sweet. Um, but I just kept these with me because I'm like, you never know, you end up killing one on public, whatever. But actually for that trip then, I killed him on the third day and I was coming home on day four, morning of day four, we actually quartered the deer up rather than bring the whole deer home and then have to mess with it at right. home. Myself and two buddies, you got your buddies there. You might as well just make quick work of it. We quartered them up, threw them in the game bags, got them in the truck, and I didn't have to worry yeah. about it when I got home. Yeah, so. then, you, then you get home, even if you don't get the opportunity to work on the deer, maybe they're in, you know, fits in your freezer better. And I have a deer tree in my front yard. The neighbors love it. <laughs> I just hang them right there. Fun, fun Drive fact. by sometime. Uh, You'll see uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> this, uh, yeah. this makes a pretty decent antelope decoy, too. Really? That is a great pro, pro tip. tip. Yeah. Uh-huh. They, they get all sorts of curious. When Kathleen shot that deer this year, I took it home that night and uh, and uh, broke it down. I, I guess I just yeah, I just broke it down that night into into big chunks um, and and threw them in those game bags and I hung it from the from the kids' yeah. playset overnight. Nice. Beautiful, <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> she probably love that. Yeah. <laughs> also, if you have a rough season on the last day, wave the white flag. You're done. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Never. Never. Been there. Yep. So yeah. our golly high country game bags. I like it. Those are those, nice. those are some good ones, Mr. Ryan. What's your five star review? <laughs> <laughs> so I gotta ask, which is worse, five star review that you've never used a product, or the one that I constantly see, which is like best product ever, three stars? Yeah, yeah that's Ooh. another one. That's an, that accident, that's an one. accidental discharge when they're selecting that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so I brought a couple things. I'm gonna I'm gonna use this one last. Okay. Um, so I have entered the suppressed world welcome um welcome. and, and I, i'm not going to say i over indexed on it <laughs> but i went a little deep all right so i i've lo- i've lost count of of how many i'm up to right now but i've been pursuant of not necessarily like highest level of suppression but like functional suppression mm-hmm. right so I, I do a lot of hunting most of it is is with a pack on my back and running around i like really lightweight rifles a lot of times with those lightweight rifles, they have very thin profiled barrels, and I can't hang a ton of weight off the end of them and expect any uh, any measurable success or I'm dealing with like large point of impact discrepancies. And so I've been looking for a very lightweight suppressor that's going to do a, a bang-up job on any of the calibers that I shoot up to 300 Weatherby uh, or down to, say, 243. And I want something that's affordable and that's also offering me a bit of flexibility or modularity uh in that i have some guns that have half 28 threads i have some guns that have five ace 24 threads i have some metric threads i have some guns that maybe i want to run uh, a break on and then adapt a suppressor to it without much fuss and so for the past couple of years i've been looking for a suppressor that's trying to check all those boxes and and i've either been met with concessions or i've been met with very high cost incursion and that's fine i mean you 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 typically you don't have to do what I do. You don't have to go buy a dozen of them. You can just you can get, <laughs> just get one. You can get one good one um, that does all the right things. And and I I believe I truly found it with the new Mac Brothers Zenith. Oh, that's a suppressors. Mac Brothers too. Okay. Yeah. So a little bit about Mac Brothers first. They're they're a very small shop. They're out of Sturgis, South Dakota. Um, they have a huge footprint within the industry. They're they're a major OEM manufacturer for all sorts of different things. Um, firearms related everything from uh like chassis that would otherwise otherwise be independent chassis or chassis that go in stocks they do a lot of action work uh, for a lot of major firearms companies if you've ever seen a nosler model 21 and i know that you and you have 
That is a Mac Brothers action on there. Um, and, and they do all sorts of widgets and gadgets, phenomenal metal finishing, and they also build suppressors and really good ones. And last February at the Western Hunting and Conservation Expo, I was introduced to this suppressor, the Zenith. And what immediately attracted me to it was the muzzle brake. I thought it was really clever. Um, and there are certainly suppressors out there that incorporate a muzzle brake of sorts to them. Uh, some of them do it a different way, and, and but there's still a functional piece. You get suppression, of course, and you get recoil reduction. What I really like about it is I don't have to have the muzzle brake. Uh, now, I, I don't mind a brake. I've heard a lot of people poo-poo a brake for a hunting scenario because it's going to like kick up dust or something like that. I've never personally experienced that as a, a you know major faux pas, so to speak. Uh, but it does come in the box with a closed end cap. The end cap is hub thread standard. The muzzle attachment point is hub thread standard. So what this allows you to do is if you've got a, a favorite muzzle device, think like muzzle brake, um, company that you're crazy about and they make an adaptable hub standard thread to mm. allow you to key into your other suppressors you just simply change out this one's equipped with the 5 ace 24 adapter you yank that off you put that other hub on there and now i can bayonet it to whatever muzzle device that i'm yeah. currently running on that platform um, with the muzzle brake on as configured it's a pretty short can you can see it's pretty short and squat it's fully welded titanium magnum caliber rated uh, weighs nine ounces. So it's in, it's in the flyweight category. There's lighter suppressors. Certainly a lot of times there's going to be a concession with that. You're going to give up some sort of functionality feature, maybe, maybe the round count that you can fire the cadence that you can fire in, um, without stressing that system, or you just get exorbitantly expensive. Um, this can's $849. Wow. And and for a fully welded magnum rated titanium, muzzle brake, end cap swappable, hub standard on the muzzle end. I challenge anybody to find a better, like truly better value in, in this class of of suppressors. So do those baffles come out as well, or is, no, are they, so they're stuck in they're, there, right? They're welded in there. Okay. What's really cool I about like them that better is they're kind of flow-through. So when you look when you look through the muzzle end, you're going to notice like a, a radial arrangement of um, – of pass-through ports and then by the time you get to the distal end of the suppressor there's just two gas ports and so there's there's really quite a lot of technology in that little can and at the price i just i mean i just think it's a banger of an option um i really like the aesthetic of it too it, mm-hmm. they've got some nice little yeah. stylings on there and i like how it's not very long i've over the past let's say probably four or five years i've started switching to Shorter format cartridges or rifle builds. I, I'm not so crazy about velocity as I used to be. Um, and now I'm really looking for a very utilitarian package that's going to like suit my needs. And, and I don't want something overly long. And that's why I love that short format suppressor. The break on there, like I said, icing on the cake. I think that's that's pretty slick. Yeah, 850 is shocking. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. And yeah. that's, yeah, that's all impressive. of that. So, like yep. the, the break, the threaded insert. That's that is nuts. I feel like we just did an informant. Wait, you're telling me that's all? I know. Of it? Yeah. You get the break. You get <laughs> the, the way, insert. There's more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's really, it's only like what six and a half, Let seven, seven yeah, inches. Yeah, five, so? seven inch can. Yeah. So you can get that suppressor and run that on this 300 wind mag, yep. and then take it off and put it on this 300 short mag that has a different thread configuration. So long as you have the correct adapter, right. the hub adapter to yeah. pull that off, absolutely. 
Are those adapters like accessory pieces then that you yep. get? Yeah. Yep. And there's there's what's really encouraging is is there's some what of a standardization going on within this right. industry where before it was very much wild west right aside from your direct thread ad- adaptable units which unfortunately like the first suppressor i ever got direct thread which is great i like that um but it's a sealed unit so i can't ever amend it i can't change it if i want to go from the 5 ace 24 suppressor that i have it's, it's a, again a sealed unit 5 ace 24 standard i have to get a thread adapter for my muzzle for the the rifle itself which it's not terrible we get into a little tolerance stacking we could have some potential alignment issues and you end up with a baffle strike which is no good um this this is just opening up a bit more flexibility so here's a noob question for you ryan so this is obviously a 30 cal (laughs) diameter could a guy buy this and then also run it on like a 6.5 any caliber uh, below anything below yep okay Yep. Is that what you would recommend someone if they That's had, if they're like, yeah. yeah. So I, I did kind of that. I also got a, a caliber specific can. Yeah. And again, I'm very new to suppressors, but I, I'm fascinated by them. I'm from Minnesota, we couldn't have them when I lived there. That was a no-no thing. Um, the company I worked for, we actually had more suppressors in our inventory than like the entirety of all of Minnesota's law enforcement. Um, and for me at that point, it was just like a, a kind of a novelty and a tool at the same time. And so when I moved to Wisconsin, they're like, oh, yeah, you can just buy these things. Yeah. I was so resistant um, yeah. and like, for no good reason. Like, I, they, I just, they've, been, they've gone from taboo to, I'd say, so much more normalized. Yeah. yeah. Once you hunt with one, it's really hard to go back. <laughs> so I'm never going back. I've right. gotten super never. curious about it from a hunting standpoint solely for the reason of being able to hear impacts. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, the hunt that stands out for me is our Alaska hunt. Oh, mm-hmm. when uh um, I shot my buck, like I knew I hit that deer, but like, I didn't have auditory confirmation of that boom whack, you know, whereas if I'm shooting a suppressor, like you're going to hear that just as long as you hear that shot. Yeah, yep. Cause if you don't have your ear pro in, your ears are still ringing. Exactly. And if you do have them in, you can't hear anything. I mean, I think Mark and I were talking about this a month or so ago. I'm like, there's no other way. Yeah. yeah. That is the way. And, and you know, it's, it's funny you say that cause I was, I was unusually resistant to it. Yeah. I'm like, ah, this is so dumb. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, the first time I hunted suppressed, I killed a pronghorn. And it was kind of a poke. It was like three, I'm going to say around 350 yards. But he was with like 20 other pronghorn. And I had to wait for him to uh, jump a fence. And yes, I said pronghorn jump. I've heard people say they can't. They absolutely can jump. He jumped a fence. Bumbles bounce. <laughs> <laughs> and... I waited for him to, to get into a clear spot and I shot him. I shot him with a 280 Ackley. And the sound of the impact on target to me was perceptibly louder than the, the shot going off, which yeah. I thought was neat. Uh, all the other pronghorn, and they're pretty skittish critter, just kind of looked at him and they're like, it's a weird place yeah, to Yeah, they have that. no idea what happened. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so I thought, oh, well, that is a desired outcome. I also, <laughs> nice. I also didn't hype up supercharge make wary the other game on the property that i was hunting and then like 30 minutes later i'm like okay you guys gotta move i gotta go out there and like cut that pronghorn up and so i kind of like had to shoo them off i bring all my uh critter back to camp in my argali game bags and i hang them in a tree to cool down and my hunting partner comes back to camp he's like looking at these game bags hanging up there he's like what happened? <laughs> I'm like, well, I got one. Yeah. And he goes, well, where were you? And I said, I was over by the watering hole. 
and he was like maybe a thousand to twelve hundred yards away from me. There's like a, a slight ridge in between us, not a ton of cover. And he goes, "What did you shoot it with?" I said, "My 280." And he's like, "Was I taking a nap? Like what happened?" And I said, "I want And and now it's it's just like the polite thing to do. Yeah. Um, don't spook game. Keep your your you know your ears intact. Although mine are shot anyway. Yeah. Um, and it's just such a, a more comfortable way to hunt. Uh, and I think is, is a massive benefit overall. Um, I've been I've been thrilled with with the experiences I've had so far, and I was so excited when when these became available. Uh, I immediately ordered a couple, and and I'm just bonkers about it. That's sweet. Yeah, that is really cool. That might cost me a little more than the saw. Yeah, yeah that's a little yeah. more than twenty bucks. I, and, and I really I I really do got to say, like there there are cans that are out there in this weight. There are some that are are lighter, um, and and some that offer pretty much the same feature set for the economy though for 849.99 that is a pretty special suppressor and great guys to deal with over there bundle that with the saw you're still under a thousand (laughs) (laughs) hold on hold on there's more it's like a showcase on the prices Yeah, yeah. yeah second item on uh the table is also a mac brothers uh product and this just actually hit the market a, a few weeks ago um, i've known about this action for some time um, and i'm very excited to be able to finally talk about it this is the new mac brothers element action uh, so this is a builder action this is a, a custom like remington 700 footprint uh turnbolt you know rifle action and so it, on the surface it looks pretty innocuous it, it's a remington 700 builder receiver uh if you've if you've ever gone to a PRS match like Tucker shoots a lot of, or you spent a lot of time around people who are putting together kind of high-end custom rifles, very common format that you're going to see these come in. One thing, and I, I kind of alluded to this a little bit when I started describing my my particular styles of rifles that I like, is I like things lightweight. Um, so I hunt with like a Kimber Mountain Ascent, a, a Weatherby Super Big Game Master. These are guns that, that scoped and loaded come in at under eight pounds or sometimes under seven pounds. Um, and it's very difficult to find uh, an action that is going to be very lightweight. It's going to be mechanically sound. Uh, so I'm talking like material sciences there. And Tucker and I were having a conversation about uh, metals used in, in action production. I want something strong. I want something reliable. I want something lightweight. Uh, and I don't really want to give up a lot of the, the familiarity that I have with the Model 700, the the adaptability that that platform brings to the table, and the like commonality of parts that fit it. Um, so what the element is, is a 700 short action for now, um, and it's an ultralight build. So it, it doesn't look light. It's 19.9 ounces. So it's one of the lightest weight builder actions that you can get in a stainless, and that well, steel anyway, uh, steel format so it's not titanium um, it's not like a bimetal design where you're using titanium aluminum and steel or aluminum and steel or anything like that it's a it's a full steel receiver uh, fluted bolt i love the treatment that they put on these bolts it's uh, super super slick yeah okay or if not dlc it's probably melanite okay i have to I'll have to look into that uh threaded bolt knob uh, which is really cool you actually save a ton of mass when you have a bolt knob that's made out of it like an alloy, like aluminum. So that thing is feather light, and they've got a couple different wow. options that you can get okay. there. Uh, pro tip, when you do select your bolt knob, oh, wow. make sure that you Loctite it on, because otherwise <laughs> that can come off. Oh, wow. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it does have a titanium uh, cocking piece shroud. Uh, but That's great. Yeah, save weight. I love the sculpting on it. It's spectacularly petite, 
and uh, some of their other actions, full admission, I, I didn't care for the aesthetic of the cocking piece. I thought it was kind of ugly. And I think that thing is adorable. I think it's just absolutely lovely. Um, Fluted Bolt, it's got their novel extractor, which I think is, is a really brilliant design. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, standard 700 footprint for your rings and bases, however you want to you know, have it set up. This one has on it right now a two-piece Picatinny rail. Uh, I'm a big fan of ultralight direct receiver mounts if you're really trying to peel weight off of it. Otherwise, this is the most universal solution out there. You can you can plug in most rings. Um, integral recoil lug, which I think is you pretty saw slick. Me checking. Yep. <laughs> so nothing wrong with the detachable recoil lug if it's done right. If it's pinned, even better. If it's integral, it's I think the best. There's I think it's kind of silly that there's still a lot out there that aren't integral. Um, assuming the machining is done right and the tolerancing is correct, um, like why not give the customer that advantage and and let the builder, uh, if they're you know really good at it, take care of any any other points that need to be amended during the assembly process. Um, I think a lot of them do that because then it takes them off the mill and gets them on a lathe, right? Sure. They can get that tube and then they can just machine two small parts, maybe yep. for time or cost. I don't know, sure. but you do see a lot of them still that way, right? And and again, there's there's nothing wrong with it, right? So like. 75 years right. of bolt action rifles well sort of but and they've all been pretty much that way good good track record yeah um i call it a nasika style bolt release on the side of, of the receiver as opposed to the traditional 700 which you have to get up into the trigger guard and push it forward to the trigger um that's a i think a very classy and nice touch very functional too i don't have to be near my fire control to to take the bolt out of the gun um, right now they're available with a 223 bolt face, um, a standard bolt face or like a 473 and then a magnum bolt face. Um, if you want to build like a short mag or a PRC or something along those lines, you could, you could certainly do that as well. What um, are those costs, Ryan? Oh, that's the best part. You'd look at an action <laughs> like this. <laughs> teed it right up. You'd look, uh, you'd look at an action like the, the element and you'd go down the build sheet and you're like, okay, I'm sub 20 ounces. I've got this beautiful finish. I've got excellent treatments to it. All these, uh, you know, fantastic accoutrement on there. You're like, well, gosh, I bet that's a fourteen, fifteen hundred dollar builder action. No, that's nine hundred and seventy five dollars. That's good. And again, at the Mac Brothers. So if you are thinking about a custom build, one of the one of the things that catches a lot of people is we all have this idea of of, of building kind of our perfect rifle. Um, concessions are going to be made somewhere. A lot of times you see people back away from that just because of cost. And, you know, when you're when you're looking at just the receiver costing as much as a lot of good production rifles do equipped with a rifle scope, yeah. like it maybe backs you off that ledge. Coming in at under $1,000 for everything that's here, golly, is that a win. Um, so there are, there are three of these in my future. Nice. Uh, the last three rifles I build. In yeah. twenty in twenty twenty four, so super excited, Mac Brothers element. That's Very sweet. cool. Yep. Yeah, I think super cool. You didn't talk me out of it. <laughs> Look at that thing. That that is awesome. Let me hold on. It's scalloped in all the right places too. I just yeah, she's they, got some sex appeal. They I'll did they that. did a really good job. The lines are lovely. Everything about it is just exactly what I'm after. It's got good tolerancing too. So, and Tucker can attest to this more because he's played uh, with a lot of like the the Formula Ones of of actions. You get one that's too snug, yeah, and you get a little moon dust in there, and you can have some problems. There's there's the correct amount of tolerancing in this. This, sure. is, this is a field expedient action. 
They can definitely make them tight if they want, but they yep. all have a little bit of play in there. Yep. Just like you said, if something gets trapped in there, it's nice to be able to get it out. Yep. yep. So That's what caliber slick. are you? Uh, is your first one gonna be? <sighs> I, I'm between two. I'll I'll give you a, a peek behind the curtain of the series. It's going to be a six five Creedmoor, a seven saw, not mm. Psalm, but saw, and a three hundred short mag. Okay. Yeah. So what I don't know is if I'm going to do the saw or the short mag first. I thought you were going to say seven PRC for a second. It doesn't. I've got a two eighty Ackley, and mm. they're similar. What's the saw going to do? I don't, I'm not familiar with that one. I don't. I'm not either, to be sure. honest. So a seven saw is a really cool cartridge. Um, Jimmy Jordan actually turned me on to this this cartridge. Um, think of it like all the benefits. Jimmy Jordan's a sleeper on unique cartridges. Yeah. Very sharp guy. Sees yeah. the, sees the future. Um, cartridge curious. Yeah. There it is. That's three in a row. Um, so if if you hang out with anybody who who does a lot of goofing around with cartridges and you start talking about like efficiency et cetera et cetera you you're going to see Ackley's come up a fair amount um and maybe more in the F class community less so in the PRS community um 7 mm 08 Ackley is kind of a sleeper um so we're taking a standard 7 mm 08 Remington and we're blowing it out to a 40 degree Ackley shoulder uh and you're you're getting I think certainly appreciable gain to the performance that you would over a standard 708, which, as I've mentioned before, is a very underrated cartridge. Mm-hmm. Um, the 7 saw is effectively the factory brass available solution to 708 Ackley without going through some of the backflips that you may have to do with an Ackley cartridge. So I have a 280 AI. I, I love the cartridge. It's unbelievably capable. I got to do a lot of futzing around to, to get it the way I want it. Uh, and I love that. I love tinkering that seven saw. I'm toning down the recoil a little bit. I'm saving a little bit in powder consumption. Um, I'm getting appreciably similar performance. I'm not going to say it's the same, but it's like this close, close. To, to 280 AI. I'm doing it in a short action. I'm not super crazy about short action, be long action, but it's a talking point anyhow. Um, and it's it's based on common brass, and if I had to, I could make it out of 308 Winchester without even trying. Um, but I can go to Alpha Munitions and I can go buy standard brass, which is some of the most svelte rifle brass I've ever had the opportunity to work with. So, I am just going to point out though, Ryan. Yeah, he said, "Why not um, a PRC? seven PRC?" Sure. And then you said, "Because I have a, a 280 AI." And then he's building and then the you seven said, saw. I'm building the seven saw which comes close to the 288. That's what I heard too. <laughs> yeah. but, but, so so n- nothing about 7PRC is earth shattering to me from a performance standpoint of what I'm already using. Yeah, similar. Right? The 7 saw is getting me to what I wanted in my 280 AI, but it's eliminating the noise that I had to work with with the 280 AI. Going to the 7 PRC, this is my opinion, I think it's fine cartridge. I'm su- I'm subjecting myself to undue recoil. I'm subjecting myself to much more powder consumption than is necessary. I like these small format cartridges. And and the PRC is a fantastic turnkey solution. It's it's not for me. Fair enough. Yeah. That's fair. I'll give him that. Yep. Still probably going to get one. Yeah, I got I'm building one. <laughs> I'm building one right now. <laughs> yeah. All right. Am I up? You're up. I, You're I'm up. done. I'm Mark, done. what do You're you up. have today? Ryan, I love that. I loved all that by the way. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that was great. Excuse me, clear my throat a little bit. All right, uh, first up from uh, my end, I'm going to go with uh, 
Oh, little item that I use in the, in the tree stand. I've been using this the, the last couple of years. Uh, this is the HYS strap from Hang Tethered. Your stuff. Hang your stuff. Yeah. That's what I was going to say, Eric. Um, <laughs> Way to steal his thunder. <laughs> <laughs> I waited all you day know, for Eric, this. Why don't I just put my items over by you? Why don't you go through them? There. Start. Um, so, what the nice thing about this is it's a modular. <laughs> No, I mean it's uh it's fairly simple. Uh, what would you call this? Uh, daisy just chain. like a Modular. daisy chain, yeah. you know, and it's uh, got a little uh clippy, you strap it around the tree, tighten her up, and off you go. You've got just a bazillion attachment points. Um these S clips are an accessory and they just, you know, you pull them off, put them on wherever uh wherever you feel. But um man, for years I you know, if I remembered to carry, uh, like, a, a whatever, like a, a bow Easy hanger or a screw in hook or something like yep. that, uh, oftentimes I just end up holding my bow all the time. And then my or hand you forget would get it cold, in the tree or you, or you forget it in the tree. And yeah, <laughs> it's um, true. I'm forgetting there's many real tree, easy hangers scattered a boot, uh, oh. <laughs> properties. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I, I would, if you should have bought stock in real tree, easy hangers, when I was using those, yeah, they were disposable. Um, yeah, I mean, this is, I, I, so I hang my boat. So this is the clip, you know, uh, came with like the kit of clips that I bought, but, uh, so I'll hang my bow on that and it's lightweight, you know, I'll, I'll generally, uh, if I'm, uh, running my saddle system, I'll keep this in the, uh, in the same pocket that I keep my tether in. Uh, if I'm running my, uh, climbing stand, I just throw this in my, you know, my, the side pocket of my pants, my head at the top of the tree. I'll put that on that. I was going to say cargo pocket compatible yeah yeah, yeah it works it works really good and then you know depending on the size of the tree you know i'll end up moving my clips around you know and uh but uh man i really like this like this has been kind of a game changer for yeah, me yeah and I, I still bring my pack a lot of times when i'm saddle hunting obviously you got to have your stuff and I, the little tail that hangs down typically i'll hang my pack off of that exactly. so i can still get water yep. and food and it really does hold the weight and it is elite when it comes to hanging yeah. hanging yeah. stuff without yeah. holes i'll generally leave one clip like you said like kind of towards the tail end yeah. here and then um hang my pack from that and and it also keeps the pack when when i feel like when Very you get long. it lower like that yes it's not it's out of the way it's out of the way it's right. not competing when you want to shoot or whatever fits a wide variety of tree yeah. diameters large trees. trees yeah, yeah more than i can reach around i was gonna probably. say bigger than <laughs> big enough that you can't reach around yeah right? michael <laughs> <laughs> he used your full name. <laughs> yeah, I like these. I like the the uh, you know little hooks that come with it. What I actually did with mine, we were talking about this yesterday. Is I uh, in the spirit of the hockey tape again, um, hockey taped all of mine just to keep them uh, quiet. But also when doing that, I taped them so they're always open. Like that, okay. So they just become yeah, a hook, can, and they just become a you hook. You can actually pull that little clip out. So yeah. I have done that on a few. Just get rid of that little yeah. clipper. Uh, that is good because sometimes those are a pain to get off. I want to yeah. ta- I want to toss you a pro tip. Yeah, yeah. I've seen a lot of people talk about hockey tape. Yeah, there's a product that you can get at most outdoor stores. So you say duct tape, rubberized undercoating. Comes in an aerosol uh, application. Yeah. Oh, wow. It. You spray like it. Like a plasti yep. dip type yeah. stuff, but in a spray can. Yep. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen that. And it's it's a very dead thing, right? Yeah. Um, it's going to build up a little bit, but so does so does tape. Right. Absolutely. And it does, like, think of, think of like, you get a bloody hand yeah. and you touch that 
saw in that. Did you be using right. that necessarily for breakdown? But then the, like the tape holds. Yeah, out. it's all gross. Yeah, rubberized that undercoat. Is, that is rubberized very, undercoat. A pro all right. tip. That is a pro tip. Well, I, tune that, in. You might see it on the twenty twenty. <laughs> just, a can, just a can of yeah. rustoleum rubberized absolutely undercoat. i was gonna i was gonna say the exact same thing i'm like i'm gonna look into this come back next year yeah see if it made the cut yeah no, and that's uh i used one of these the first one i used ernie power talked me into it he's like oh if you don't have this he's like you're losing you're losing time in the field and struggling i did that uh bear hunt in northern minnesota where i, oh, I sat mm-hmm. hunted out of there and I had everything up off the ground because I didn't want hardly any scent or anything on the ground. And I had that daisy chain just absolutely loaded with all my widgets and gadgets. And that uh, was quite quite wonderful. Works for the bow, works for the rifle. Yeah, I mean, and you can hang any number of, of things from it. You know, I oftentimes leave my... Uh quiver my bino harness on my chest but yeah but i did actually experiment with taking it off this year i hung it on there and graham does that he'll put his on right on <laughs> that thing yeah. yeah um i even uh and then i left it open it was almost kind of like a like a bino bucket type yeah. thing like where i just like i'd mm-hmm. use them drop them in and yeah what i actually did with with this as well because like it's it's you always have it with you the saddle stuff is so light yeah. it's so modular um I, a couple occasions i ended up hunting on the ground Mm-hmm. And I still just would like get tuck myself close to a tree, and I would just wrap this around a tree, and I would just hang my bow on it, and facing the direction oh, I expected a deer from. Yeah. Because if you got your bow on your lap, more, you got to do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Versus like if you got a tree right here, you think the deer's going to come there, it becomes this. You know, mm. so you cut that motion from this to that, and it's super handy. Pro tip. Yeah, I like a, that. Yeah. Rubberized undercoating and placement of bows. Yes, exactly. All right. I like it. Uh, next up, I've actually got a couple light options here, but this uh, this little jobber is from Luminade, uh, solar powered uh, inflatable lantern. Wow, um, pretty cool. I don't take it every time. I'm pretty weight conscious myself, and this, although it's extremely lightweight, I still don't take it every time. But Man, when I have it, so nice. It's got this little, uh, you know, you can adjust this. You hang it from the inside of your shelter. Uh, casts a lot of light. I mean, you probably won't be able to tell entirely when you're in here, but, you know, I mean, it, no, it casts. That's good in the dark. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then you're not using up your headlamp batteries yeah. that's uh, the in the thing. tent looking for something. And it, like, it casts a glow over the whole tent. So, like, if you do need to find something, you're going to, it's not like you have to hit it with your head. I'm like, okay, I'm looking right here. Like, it that's, really does light up the whole shelter. It looks really lightweight, yeah. too. That, that is the biggest problem with using your headlamp is it casts a beam versus that's an area light. Yeah, yeah. Um, How many stages of illumination does that rascal have? Oh, it's got a flasher. It's got a flasher, That's for too. disco parties. In yeah. The yeah. <laughs> mood, mood lighting or <laughs> party time. Very low intensity disco, but none nonetheless. Um, I've run it for several hours actually sure. before it went out, and then if it does go out, you, you're leaving it at camp. Is that a solar panel? On yeah, top? it's a solar panel. Yeah, on top, I so. might have to get one of those. I've been we have one that we bring, and it's always it's much heavier than that. Yeah, that looks super super, cool. super light. Um, oh, it's got even a little uh, you know little charging port on top. Oh, too. you can charge. They it make too. a few different models, so some have more or less of these features. That but thing, yeah, that's sweet. Oh yeah, that's that's way better. I'm looking this up. Luminade. Lemonade. All right, Mark. You sold any, me. Any idea what you uh, paid for? Yeah, how much is this they're not. I don't recall exactly, but they're not bad. And then, okay, there's the, I was like, okay, get smaller and bigger. So <laughs> I, I mean, couldn't find the plug. It's on the bottom. You know, and then essentially, yeah, when you. I was going to undo it, but then I knew that, like, 
your mouth has to go on that later. So, yeah, that's pretty rad. Oh, there you go. 50 bucks. If Boom. you if you draw it backwards, does it kind of pull air in, or do you do you kind of have to blow into the? Oh, it probably yeah. It'll I mean, get some probably, huh? Could you use that to inflate your inflatable? Now push it back. Hey. Yeah. I don't think I would <laughs> use not that enough, for that. Not enough. I was looking for two. I was looking for dual use You're here. You're looking right? like for some billows I, pump. For your <laughs> <sleeping> <laughs> <bed>. <laughs> I misspoke. I mean, thirty dollars. Like, uh, even like better. Hack job. Go, he said there were a couple different uh, 993 reviews, all five stars. Ooh, that's, there you go. That's elite. At least half of those people have used it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shipped fast, five stars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. right. <laughs> Product as advertised. So, slick. I like yeah, that one, Mark. Cool. That's cool. Yeah. There you go. My other light that I used just this last year that I really like is this uh, Peaks headlamp. So, um, it's uh, rechargeable, which I've always, I've in general, mm. um, stayed away from rechargeable things just because I felt headlamps like for sure a failure rate, and I don't know. Um, I don't. know. This one I think's done a, a really nice job. It's got multiple brightness settings. Um, it's got a bright red too. Yeah, not, not like a like a oh we have a red, yeah. but like yeah. a functional low light right. nav red. And so yeah, I, I believe you have three intensities. Three intensity levels of white and three intensity levels of red. Um, that's your. Uh, that's your. Uh, that's bright, bright. bright. Um, <laughs> like I said, it's rechargeable. So you, this little uh, this little cap here, you just unscrew that. You can access your charger. So if you've got like your dark energy or something like that, and you want to recharge the battery, um, thank you, you for that, that notable mention too. By the way, because I forgot it. Well, I thought I, that was kind of like my a little, little uh, dovetail because oh, yeah, I know yeah. you mentioned that. Um, you know, when you charge it, like it, it would, if it needed charge, this little light or it would be like a light indicator. It would be red. It would trans. Mm. It would change to green once it was charged. And then, um, you know, there's not a, there's not like a right or wrong way to. Uh, orient orient the light, right? Like it's kind of like universal. So like. You don't have to worry about like, oh, did I get this? You know, like, oh, you know, it's not pointing how I want. You can just do it both you know, this kind of the unique mounting system here. And it also has a pretty unique battery. So you, um, I don't recall the exact runtime that you'll can expect to get out of it. Oh, well, 18, that's like a 16800 or whatever. Yeah, something yeah, like that. 18650. So that's kind of a big daddy. Um, so you nice could that it's user serviceable. Yeah, you that's could hot. Nice. So, you could hot swap so a battery. You, you, you have too. both. Yeah, you yeah. you can. Well, not only when the battery inevitably gives up right mm -hmm. you know you can replace it and you don't have to trash the light yeah but you could have multiples of those yeah that are charged and swap through it Hot right swap. so yep. that if you're on a trip and you don't have access to plugging it that's pretty cool and the 18650 is a powerful cell too that's a very awesome battery i mean i've i've run it on i can't remember what intensity level for like you know several hours though um see a thing marco knowing how this ran that's actually what made me ask the question of yours because i know yeah. i can recharge it but i can also hot swap a battery that so. is cool that's the biggest thing with rechargeable headlamps is once you're done you know you're you're kind of done unless you have a backup right, right. which most of yeah. us do but that's very cool if you don't have a charger your solar charger charge you can easily throw a battery in that is that For is cool and that's a big battery i haven't decided if i want to carry an extra I mean, I, I, I already carry one dark energy with me, you know? Yeah. 
I haven't decided if I want to carry an extra battery or an extra headlamp. I'm still probably leaning. Of course, maybe I'm leaning towards both. I'll probably carry both. Here I'm talking about shaving weight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm very weak. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, because of my propensity to lose things, though, I you think I'm. Light. I think I'm more inclined to carry two lights. Yeah, yeah. yeah. two is one, one is none. Yeah. Well, so I've got a fun. I, the battery's not going to do anything when I lose my. Light. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah. I I carry now two headlamps because one time I looked into my glove box where my headlamp was. Ah, we don't need that. We're only going to be out there for like three hours. And then 14 hours later, I got back to my truck injured, cold, and wet. <laughs> so, with no lights. Yeah, with no lights. Uh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm a, I'm a two-light guy now, but I do carry a rechargeable, like straight rechargeable. Mm-hmm. I carry a little Petzl Bindi, oh, which okay. is yeah. – I mean, they weigh nothing. Yeah. They're actually screaming bright. Um, they do charge very quickly. They, they don't have terrible discharge. They've got pretty good runtime if you run them on low. Um, which for like walking, uh, not super technical ground is fine. But with this thing, you could, I mean, you could shoot down Starlink with that. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a cool headlamp yeah. and, and probably not the lightest one on the market, but it's functionality. I just, yeah, I'm, I'm, I've really enjoyed it thus Heard far. Heard a lot of good things about that light from a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there an, is there a stack battery compatibility with 18650s? As far as like you take two on twenty threes or something, I don't know. It depends on the light, is my understanding. Okay. Also, is that eighteen six fifty? Because so yeah. eighteen is like the diameter, and then I don't know anything about batteries. Yeah, yeah, and so there's like twenty and sixteen and um, others. But regardless, the <clears throat> the biggest thing that I've run into with eighteen six fifties is there are little dimensional variants. Oh yeah. So you'll get like, hey, I bought, you know, batteries that have this yeah. brand name on them and they don't work with this other device. Hmm. Yeah, Even they don't get they don't get the contacts right. I've had that no, issue and too. Then there's others that you need the battery that has flat contacts and you need the battery that has a flat contact on and one side and, and a bulge positive huh. on the other side. Dude, so that, yeah, it, I think it's bright. That red is like a no BS. Yeah, yeah you red. can shine it across and like it, it lights up that back wall. I guess the answer Jeez. is just get the exact same battery. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For, for well, that situation. And what I did was I went through and I don't remember at this point, but I tested like, okay, I've got mod lights, I've got stream lights and I've got surefires that all take 18650s and i found one battery that will work in all of them there you go stick with that so i was like okay that's the one that i'm (laughs) going to continue to purchase yeah and you know and it works in in all of them but who would have known you were like this battery connoisseur man i mean game recognized game right now (laughs) the guy knows his batteries (laughs) yeah not only that like mike is the guy to have on your s hits the f situation (laughs) yeah that's good he can fix you. He can fix most yeah. things. I Shoot. think he can cook well. Yeah, I try. <laughs> Smells nice. Yeah. Man, <laughs> wonderful Taylor, smile. Taylor Myers was high up on mine, but I'm starting to think oh, about Mike. Taylor, Taylor, starting to think about Mike now. He's, Taylor's a guy you go to for gear. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's the gear guy. I came into work this morning with a nice thing of coffee on my desk from him that yeah. he, he made. I Unbelievable. Could, what did he say? It was. Uh, let me let me look did, this up. This is noteworthy. It is, was is mylar bag. It says, "Yeah, there's sealable tea bags, specifically tea sack filled with two tablespoons of coffee, sealed with an iron and tossed in a mylar bag, then sealed for freshness." That's one Taylor with a little heart and on his it. beautiful handwriting. Wow. Yeah. So does he like? You must have done something right. Roast yeah. coffee or no? He's he just got some 
I the got coffee. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. And he's Let me sharing check the wealth. Snapchat. Okay. Um, they're, they're, I mean, it sounds like single serve steep bags of coffee that he made. He sealed it with an oxygen absorber, so it shouldn't be fresh come hunting season. You can thank my grandma for the inspiration. LOL. Wow. That's elite. Yeah, yeah that's, that is. Not gonna lie. Level. Where's the part that says thanks for last night? <laughs> <laughs> he didn't read that all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was the next message. That's why it's all in Snapchat. Mark, do you know about what uh, uh, consumer would expect to pay for something like this? Got to be a hundred dollars. I think they're about a hundred bucks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, somewhere in there. But you know, aluminum housing and yeah, seems to be a lot of value there. And that that eighteen six fifty specifically, those are really good at taking charge, discharging, and then taking charge over time. Like they're they're mm-hmm. a commonly yeah. found battery for applications like that. And well, it and is it is compact too, man. Like no. I get that it's not the lightest option, but it's not bad. And you can get those three and four battery chargers for yep. that specific yeah. battery. So you yeah. can charge four of them up at you know hunting camp or a hotel break mid mid hunt or yep. whatever, and you can mm-hmm. charge them all at once, and then you're done. Here's what I like about it the most, Marco. It it appears well used and very very functional. Like yeah. I can tell you've used the the heck out of this. Thing. Oh, for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it's been a great light, man. I've really enjoyed it so far. I feel like uh, lighting products had a strong showing. I know. Yeah, I think yeah. You're right. yeah for <laughs> yeah. sure. Twenty twenty four is yeah, bright. Three. I had yeah. a I had a customer back in the day that called flashlights dark suckers, <laughs> and I loved it. <laughs> they called them what? Dark suckers. Dark suckers. Yeah. Interesting. I got one more thing. One more. I got one more thing. So, a couple years ago, Eric, so actually, (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know you played the flute. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I shot a deer and I had my beloved grunt call, not this one, around my neck. I think uh, I did the, you know, cardinal sin of I probably took some stuff off, got hot, threw gear down. Anyway, I lost it. It was a grunt call that my brother had given me for Christmas when I was a kid. Oh, no. And I think it was from a company. I think it was from Big River Game Calls. Oh. Okay, which probably most known for, like, flute-style yes. goose calls. Yeah. This was one of their grunt calls. I haven't been able to find a replacement for it online. I loved it. It had sentimental value. I'm Man, still sad Marco. about losing it. it. It breaks my heart. But the tone on that thing was a flipping buck killer. I killed deer with that grunt call. I think it had a very distinct difference to its tone that killed deer. I'd use like sometimes I'd use a different grunt call, nothing, and nothing, and then wow. I'd use that one. I mean, I've I've killed deer with that grunt call. Anyway, very sad. I'm I've been looking a trend here with you and losing your items. Right. Right? Yeah. yeah. Get, get you some air tags for Christmas. It, yeah. <laughs> 20, <laughs> hey, just, yeah. Tune in for my 2025. Yeah. Yeah. Walks into the We can also like use those tags. to find his spots. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, good call. Oh, here you go, Mark. It's all tuned into my phone. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, man, I I believe I'm I am a believer that like I don't. There's a certain tone that I'm personally looking for in a grunt call, and, and Eric, I, I, I you guys know, agree. I don't claim to be a master whitetail hunter by any stretch of the imagination. You can check my punched tags thus far this season, uh, but I feel like a lot of them are a little bit too low. Yeah, can, can you uh, give me a dude on that? Yeah, yeah, let's hear it. Sounds like a deer. Yeah, that's a good grunt call. Yeah. Huh. Here's what I like about that, Marco. It has a bit of a nasally sound to it, mm-hmm. and I've never heard a buck come in that just is like bellowing. Uh, yeah, like or- like it's coming out of its like uh, a lot. I, I agree with you that a lot of them are too low, like mm-hmm. baritone. Yes, exactly. You need that that tenor. 
and that is a tenor grunt call. So I should I should mention the model. This is yeah, let's the, hear it. This is the Phelps Beta Pro. Now I'd saw I'd also say, you know I like to do this, Ryan. In the grand scheme of grunt calls, it's a more expensive grunt call. Eighty I bucks. Think, yeah, it's about an eighty dollar grunt call. I think it's got some higher end materials. It's yeah. proven to be extremely durable. I must tell you that I do love the OD green color. That's hmm. pretty cool. Uh, Looks good in the trees. Yeah, I like the. Uh, you know the grunt tube part or whatever the flexible part um i like that it is um i don't know for an, an uh, i don't have a different word other than like corrugated just because i whether it does or it doesn't it to me it does mimic kind of like the esophageal right yeah like yeah form factor where maybe that is part of it imparting sound maybe not i have no tracheal rings there you go. There yeah, 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 yeah. The trachea. Yeah. Esophageal, I don't yeah. think, is in the Webster, yeah, but yeah, your esophagus. Well, we knew what, what your food what Mike said. Yeah. yeah, the trachea. <laughs> um, Mike's eyes just don't really twitch. <laughs> yeah. like, no, 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 no. Uh, can you make any other vocalizations on it? To my knowledge, it is just a grunt call. Okay. Is it an inhale, exhale, or only an exhale? I have only exhaled. On what it. happens okay. if you blow through the other side, or suck through the other side? We'll do that off camera. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm digging it. And it did, okay, it did work this year. On my best sit of the rut this fall, I set up on kind of this ridge system that was a saddle that was also an oak flat that had good bedding on one side and also some egg that was not that far away. Like, it was a spot of spots and I was seeing deer all morning from daylight Damn. up until about 10 a.m. I was seeing deer I was seeing some of the deer come back through this that the other uh, mostly does and then I think it was about 10 a.m. a couple does come out followed by a nice buck and I'm like oh I'll shoot that buck like for sure a three-year-old buck you know maybe four boom out pops another buck they proceed to have a little bit of a rut fest. I mean, there's running around, chasing, grunting, you know, deer going in circles. I'm like, That's this so could cool. turn out good. That when that second buck came out and he was kind of separated a little bit, uh, I called at him with this grunt call. He proceeded. I, pre I got his attention and he was coming in on a string. I grabbed my bow. I've got tension on the string. I'm like, this is going to happen. I'm going to get like a 20 yard shot. I mean, this deer is just like coming right down the pipe to me. I hear something down and to the right of me. I'm expecting it to be yet another deer because I've seen tons of deer this morning. It's a person. I was going to say, it's a Why? Hunter. Why were they there? Because That's they what were they changing <laughs> spots. And That's what that, like, mm, 9 a.m. People be people. In. I tried to <laughs> get this person's attention. I'm like, you know, and, and uh, oh eventually get their attention, but then at that point the whole thing's blown up and, oh my and it's gosh. over. Dude, that hurts. That, that hurts hurt. to listen to. So it was nice. I mean, that buck was like, it was for he was sure. Coming. He was coming, and it was the, you know, what definitely one of the best opportunities at at probably the one of the best deer that I saw this uh, fall. That's so, brutal. I didn't know um, that happened to you, Mark. So proof of concept. Yeah. Uh, did, nothing in the freezer. Did you know this individual? I did not know. Did you get to know this individual? <laughs> no. Will this individual ever know anyone again? Yes. <laughs> um, He's in the freezer. Yeah. <laughs> the swamp Weird places. place. Yeah, yeah. Can I see the ground call? Don't blow on it. Why not? I don't know. I don't want to. He's, he's a real germy. He's a germy guy. I got a cold. Oh, so I don't no, want you to get sick. Nobody can. 
Okay. <laughs> give her a rep. No, I won't. Mark doesn't <laughs> like that kind of thing. He might give it to you. So, yeah, the Phelps. Made uh, <laughs> <laughs> a pro. I dig it. Nice. I like it. So maybe, um, maybe, maybe. And looking for my... one, you might have sold me, Mark. Yeah. Notable mention, as as Mark had alluded to earlier, we've got a couple of devices on the table that require uh, charging. Mm-hmm. And for the second annual gear and review, I have forgot an item to highlight. Oh, sure. And I wanted to bring, and Mike and I talked about this yesterday, uh, the the Dark Energy Poseidon Pro which is a uh, mobile power pack. It looks about the size of, of a standard iPhone yep. or smartphone. Um, massive capacity, uh, very high IPX rating, drop, drop proof, shock proof, waterproof. Actually, look at this, of course, our oh, very own. This is, this is, uh, this is a Poseidon Pro. Um, they, they also come in orange, which is what I've, I'm on a big orange kick these past yeah. couple of months. Um, Love them, right? So uh, USB in, and then uh, I think that's the new USB that's rounded. Yeah, on the out. Has a light on it. Um, and does this thing have power right now? It does. I pushed the wrong button. So it's got a flashlight, and it has an SOS beacon as well. It's not super bright, but it's enough to get you by in a pinch. Um, they come with a lanyard and a carabiner that you can clip onto stuff. Um, like I'd mentioned, they're ruggedized, waterproof, shockproof, run yeah, them over. See how heavy that thing is. Not oh, very, that's light. Yeah, yeah they are. Wow. 12,000 milliamp hours. That's like hours. a third of what mine weighs. Yeah. So you can Poseidon Pro. You can charge a, an iPhone light. off that rascal Ooh. quite a bit mm-hmm. um, and power your devices. So all, all of the items that we looked at that took power today um, are powered by the Poseidon. Um, just the weight alone yeah shocking yeah. compared to yeah. conventional stored i mean Absolutely. that's not even close that's another item that fits real nice in that front yep. pouch of the glass pack yeah mm-hmm. so i keep one uh hung on the inside of my pack and then i'll run my power cordage mm. up and out so if i'm sitting somewhere and i need power to whatever yep i just pop my power cordage and plug it in oh, yep. interesting. Um, and then I, I keep another one at, at camp uh but I've, I've got several of the gen one models and then now i've got the two of the new pros yeah. and absolutely love them um Poseidon pro is what that's yep. called okay yep. from, from dark from dark energy dark energy okay yep. that's what i was looking yep. for yep. Okay. uh bonkers tough product they are bomb proof outstanding uh capacity on them they can they can keep your devices that require rechargement charged and they've got a flashlight and Fantastic. who doesn't like a flashlight bonus yeah. flashlight bonus, a lot of lights another lighted object yeah Fantastic! Yeah. I love yeah. that. I love that battery. Great, battery great company too. Yeah. So yeah, hundred percent. They even have another new one out right now for the designed, I think, specifically for phones. The Nano. The Nano. Yep. I that, got one of that those. That is magnetized. Yep. So mm-hmm. like, if you've got a MagView adapter, any of the like oh, the modern okay. like, yeah, they just you know magnet right onto the back of an iPhone. Wow. And just charge it up straight that That's way. Cool. And yep. I think they have ports on them too, in addition. To, yeah. Yep. So yeah, it it magnets right to your phone. Um, you don't have to worry about running a cord. That's what I do right now is yeah. I have mm-hmm. a yeah. muff under my bino harness, and I'll keep that in the muff with a hand warmer to keep that thing warm, and then I'll run the cord into my pocket. But with that new one, there's no no cords hmm. involved, which is pretty sweet. Yep. The Poseidon Pro. A lot of good things. I like it. Yep. MC Ryan comes through in the clutch. Of course. Uh, honorable mention. Yeah. Let me see that saw. See if you can smell it and see yeah. what kind of tree that is on there. You remember that? Remember that home improvement episode? Don't you know what I'm talking about? They blindfold <laughs> Al, and they give and him. A, they a, give a board. American red cedar, and he's like, ah. 
Give us another one. Like, Redwood. And then Cypress. And then Tim takes his sock off. That's, <laughs> <laughs> That's white slick. oak. Yeah, my yeah it's, too, a, uh, it's a cool saw. Snag one of those. Yeah, I'm a fan. I like it. Well, good stuff. Good stuff. Fun conversation, guys. Yeah, thanks for having us, Mark. Always a pleasure. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for dropping by. Thanks, everybody, for listening. There you have it. The 2023 Gear in Review. Uh, did we convince you to buy any of these items? Let us know. What did you use this year that you're like, oh, man, this is like a must-have. It's going to be in my pack all the time or often because uh, this obviously isn't everything that's out there. So we like new gear. New gear is fun. Yep. Uh, new year. New, new gear. gear. New me. Wow. What do you? That's what people say. New year, new me. What are you buying? Uh, oh gosh, I don't know. For sure, the saw. I really like that suppressor. I really like that action. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I need some zip offs. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah so zip offs. Because you can't yeah. you can't get anywhere else a zip off of that weight. Yeah, you can't. that is no. a, that's a heavy weight. And, yeah, and that that's, is my favorite weight. It's like long underwear is great. But it's never quite enough. It needs to do something. It needs yeah. more. Yeah. I've honestly never seen zip-off. I haven't either. Underwear. They're yeah, awesome. a, here, I'll show you but, a little picture of me using it. Fantastic. <laughs> All right. We'll, Thanks, we'll everybody. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Have a good one. <laughs> Thank you. We'll catch you on the next one. Happy New Year, everybody. See ya. Eric, put your pants on. <laughs> there you have it, folks. Thank you very much for listening. As usual, give this video a like if you liked it. Comment something below and give us a subscribe to the Vortex Nation podcast channel. It would mean a lot to us. Also, why don't you give us a follow over on Instagram while you're at it, at Vortex Nation Podcast. We'd love to hear from you over there, and we'll keep you updated with all kinds of cool photos and videos from our adventures that we do here. Otherwise, we will see you on the next one. Thank you again. Happy hunting and shooting, everybody. Have a good one.